What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart, and I'm excited for today's show. We got a lot to talk about. This is our Shazam review show. So uh, the first half hour or so of our show will be dedicated purely to the movie Shazam. It will be a spoilers review, so if you have not seen uh, that movie, you might want to fast forward maybe 45 to 40, 40 to 45 minutes into the show so you can get the rest of the content from today's show. Uh, that movie, of course... A really solid uh, 50, 55 million, 54 million, something around there, a domestic opening weekend. 154 million worldwide, so uh, a great success for DC commercially. We'll talk about the critical side of things, what we thought of that movie on this show. Also, later on in the show, it's not going to just be a review show. We do have some big news this week. Uh, this uh, news breaking very uh, right before we taped today. Uh, Kevin Feige talking about when we could be seeing the X-Men. Uh, spoiler alert, it ain't going to be very soon, according tomorrow. to him. <laughs> it ain't going to be tomorrow. It ain't going to be a couple months, uh, at least according to Feige. So we'll see. We'll talk about how we think about that and the veracity of, of, of those statements. Also on the show, we had the Joker teaser that was way early last week um, that we didn't get a chance to talk about because obviously we, you know, it was like on Monday or Tuesday when they dropped that. So we'll talk about the Joker teaser. And some news about the the Suicide Squad movie that was a little surprising to me. Um, uh, they're doing an audible here. It seems like a, a pretty drastic audible considering the movie's supposed to be shooting in a couple of months. So um, this should be a good show. We got a recap, a episode recap at the end of the show this week. It will be Cloak and Dagger, which had two episodes this week, season premiere of season two. So I'm excited for this show. I hope you guys enjoy it. So joining me are my co-hosts, beginning with Shamari Stewart. Shamari. Uh, we're talking about Shazam today. Um, quick thoughts, non-spoiler before we get into the nitty-gritty. What did you think of Shazam uh, after seeing it this weekend? I thought it was very good. I thought it was a very, very good movie. I think the best the best word to describe the movie would be fun. Mm. It's fun at the movie theater, which is really what all these directors, with the exception of possibly like horror directors and drama directors, uh, should be going for it. Is that Snyder? But um, but yeah, no, that's that's really what they they all should be going for, and I feel like this movie absolutely achieved that. Mm. Kendall joins me as well in yes. studio this week, so studio. good to have you here. Good, good, good to rope you in here to do this podcast. What did you make of uh, of Shazam? Um, uh, I would say it's. Definitely a a success for Warner Brothers and DC, um, and the simplest way I could describe it, as similar to what Shamari said, uh, I mean it's the funniest superhero movie I've seen since Deadpool, mm. and the first one, and probably the second funniest I've ever seen uh, in terms of superhero movie. So um, that is that is pretty high praise. Deadpool set a high bar, and it's a different obviously it's a different type of humor in, in its own right, but yeah. Um, yeah, extremely, extremely fun movie. Before we dig into it, what are the funniest superhero movies? Like, what does that class look like? Ant-Man, Ant-Man 2. Ant-Man's in there, yeah. Guardians is in there. Guardians, Guardians, Guardians 2. 2. Uh, I would say Thor Ragnarok is in that yeah. uh, class. What Are there any other ones I'm forgetting? Deadpool 2, Deadpool, Deadpool I would say the Deadpools, yeah. Um, I guess those are, I feel like there's gotta be another <laughs> well, one. Well, I think the, the GOAT, the may not the GOAT, but the, the OG is, uh... Batman or Robin? Well, that was not. I don't. I don't <laughs> know. If it not was intentionally. Funny, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was. It is to me the, the funniest superhero movie ever. I, that to me is even funnier than Deadpool. And again, not, it's not necessarily supposed to be intentional. 
Um, I've never seen the tick, but I think the tick is supposed to be funny. Um, no, the cartoon's funny. You know, each market cartoon's funny. That. Yeah, I know you guys have seen the Amazon yeah. Prime show's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's terrible, but <laughs> um, so 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 it's it's a decent uh, class of movies. So that's high praise from Kendall to say he thinks it's the second most funniest. I do think it's interesting that for your age, um, you think it's that high as. Now, now I'm not saying I didn't think it was funny. I thought it was really funny too. But the fact that you jump immediately jump to the humor, I think that that's something I want to talk about a lot on the show in terms of breaking down this movie. So let's get into it. As I said, guys, this is our spoilers review. So of course, if you've not seen the Jam and you don't want to be spoiled, this is the part of the podcast where I would say you should probably fast forward again in probably about 40 minutes or so to get to the other uh, news of the week and the episode recaps of the week. But otherwise, we're going to begin uh, this podcast uh, talking about the Shazam movie in depth of course that stars uh, uh zachary zachary levy is our is our wonderful uh former captain marvel uh sam superhero in this movie I, I gotta say guys i thought that this was uh i thought this was a great movie you know and what, what i think what i enjoyed about it i think what why a lot of people end up liking this movie is because and and it speaks to the quote-unquote world of DC that we kind of realize has been established, though this was technically launched before that was officially the mandate. We had heard in the production of this movie that this was not going to be a movie that was going to be so hell-bent on, like, uh, crossing over and, 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 and linking to other universes and other movies and other characters. It was going to be very much self-contained to what it what it is. You'll know that what world it's in from when you watch it, but it wasn't going to be... So much, oh, let's try to get this character in there or let's get this reference in here. Um, and I think that's kind of, for me, was a was a breath of fresh air. And that's just coming from someone who follows the Marvel Universe where I'm always looking for the connection to everything. And DC has, of course, been very much uh, very open about trying to connect everything they can with these movies because they've been trying to kind of piecemeal uh, a DC Universe together, especially during the Zack Snyder era. So to me, I think that watching this movie and kind of being able to sit back and just kind of just take it in as it is and not really worry about the ramifications of what this means for the Justice League or what this means for other characters in the DC Universe was really, really... It, it allowed me to kind of just sit back and enjoy what was a really solid film. It allowed me to really sit back and enjoy the humor. You know, it really allowed me to sit back and enjoy the the uh, the journey that this young Billy Batson that we get introduced to in the journey that he goes through because we didn't have all that distractions or that other stuff. I think that actually elevated this movie. I think if they tried to do a bunch of, you know, connections, other things, I think it would have felt a little off because this movie to me is so different than Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Cause those are the only two solo movies we're kind of considering now that, you know, BVS and man of steel are likely not really going to be canon moving forward. If of course, Affleck and Cavill aren't around, I think that allowing me to kind of get lost in that in this movie allowed me, I think, worked really well. Um, I thought Levy was spectacular as Captain Marvel. Um, I thought that the young man that played Billy Batson was also really good. I thought all the kids were really good. Um, it, it was a really, really great cast. I could see why this movie got greenlit very quickly. You know, when we talked about this movie in the past, one of the things I kept mentioning was, we all kept mentioning, was why they just got this thing just right off the ground and it made sense we all agreed that this was a movie that should be easy it, like it, it was a hard movie to mess up unless you try to do any do something outside of what shazam is it, it was an easy money maker to me it was an easy story to tell easy pitch you know? easy it's pitch big, it's a big big if a he's a superhero like it's not that hard and and they did it well like you know 
look, people botch easy things all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we see, we saw, you know, we've seen people botch Batman v Superman. I mean, <laughs> Fox botched that a, be easy. a Wolverine <laughs> origin story. Yeah, a Wolverine origin story somehow ended up being a complete catastrophe. Like, the, things that just should be easy isn't they aren't always executed that way. So, I'm not going to take away credit from the people who did this movie uh, for that. I thought they did a great job, and, and I, I really enjoyed this film. What did you think, Shamario, of, 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 of Levy's performance? As a as as a Shazam, I thought he was ver- really good at Shazam, um, and I also want to give a shout out to the kid that played Billy Batson as well. Um, I don't know his name for. <laughs> I, will, I will get his name. For you uh, which talk. which uh, you know doesn't help with the shout out, but I want to give a shout out to him as well. I thought he was a very very good Billy Batson. Um, and Asher so, Angel. Yes. Um, so I want uh, to uh, give a shout out to him as well. Uh, because I thought he was a very convincing Billy Batson, and I thought they worked really well in tandem in creating the same character, just with different physical appearances. So I thought that worked really well. Um, I thought his story was both, while you both like felt for the character, um, it, you could also like you know identify with the fact that you know he's just a kid and, and he doesn't really know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's just it's it was just really really well told and it felt authentic. You know, uh, you it really really felt like, you know, uh, I, I mean sometimes these these movies they try to portray kids and I'm just like yeah okay yeah this is high school you know but no it's not <laughs> you know but that felt like real. You know that well, except with some of the stuff with the bullies. The, on, like, yeah, the bullying. The bullying stuff. Bully that was, stuff, like, that, was, that, was, that, was that was yeah, that was that was something from like the Max you know, Keeble. Yeah, Max yeah, Keeble. Yeah, that that kind of bullying gets put on Nightline. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the problems at your kid's school. Yeah, you know yeah. what's happening at your school. That, yeah. that that's the kind of bullying. Yeah. that you see on on Eyewitness yeah, and I mean, Eyewitness News. When he's like when he's like throwing his underwear. Like they gave me a suitcase wedgie. I'm like, Ugh, what? yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, but like. You know, other than that, like, it seemed, like, real, you know? I'm like, this is, like, really, like, what it's like growing up, (laughs) you know, where you feel kind of awkward about stuff, and it's just, like, so, yeah, I thought that was really good. And what's funny, Ken, though, is while that part was very much, like, old-school kind of bullying that you would see from, like, a 90s movie, I thought a lot of the, 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 the quote-unquote Shazam trials of... Uh, Freddie and, and and Billy working on the powers. A lot of that stuff felt very new. Yeah, how they were using it. YouTube, how they were using social media, to try to get out the word about this new superhero. Yeah, other than that, so while that was old, I thought a lot of the other stuff they did a really good job of, of of seamlessly bringing it to the twenty first century. Yeah, yeah, they definitely. Um, yeah, this movie definitely does have a feel. I thought about this when I was watching the movie, like when I was in the theater. That like, yeah, there's definitely a like a, a Max Keebler's big move, you know, vibe to this, uh, as well as the big vibe, as well as, like, the traditional superhero vibe. And um, I, I I feel like, first, when you want to talk about uh, Levi's performance, I I was skeptical of him initially because... You were the most skeptical yeah, of everyone. On I thought the side. appearance looked... I thought the appearance looked strange. I thought, you know, this dude is, like, not necessarily, like, a you know, A-list actor, like, more he's a comedy guy. I mean, he's Chuck. You know, I'm not looking at this guy and saying, you know, he's going to be, like, some, like, superhero. Um, but that that actually worked because, like I said, it's a, it's a hilarious movie and his, his comedic timing worked well. Um, you know, you guys talked about Asher Angel, who I thought was 
arguably the best had the best performances in this movie. Mm. Um, given what he, you know, obviously he wasn't in every scene, but for what he had to do, I, I really, um, you know, connected with the Billy the Billy Batson character. Uh, I thought him and Freddie's chemistry was was on on point with both Angel and Levi, um, and I just like the, the the dynamics of like uh, Batson's life and how like well again like I mentioned it's an extremely funny movie how they have like they throw in yeah like you know his you know the 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 story with his mom uh the story of him being uh in all these different group homes like um the the dynamic and the relationships that he had in the group home that we see in the movie um i thought they just juggled all that really well um there were there were my one issue which we'll probably get into later with this movie was that there were moments where i i, I thought this wasn't believable or they didn't explain enough and and kind of like the you know the the bullying stuff where I was like all right this isn't this isn't realistic but right. um the one the one that I had a problem with during the movie was the scene where he where he you know gets lost I'm like that's not realistic yeah like, the, the, but then the gets they, lost scene is the one that's kind of the one I think everyone's kind of yeah at. but then so they the when they when they circle back to the mom leaving I mean you can argue whether or not that would <laughs> that would ever happen but like. They, they wanted to write the character like that, and I thought they kind of <laughs> saved themselves in my eyes. Because at first I was like, there's no I, way a kid gets lost for like 20, you know, you know 10 years because, you know, he's at a fair. You know, we can be freewheeling in this review. We can go into this segment uh, of things we don't like about it. We've already said it's a great movie. We can go back to the stuff that we like. I mean, just on that subject, I thought that this was, that was probably the biggest thing for me that I still... Never really got around that he couldn't sell me on, uh, and there I agree with him though. Like I think his assessment is good that there were aspects of it that he kind of had to suspend disbelief for this movie. That was the one I couldn't do because, okay, you get lost and your mom can't find you. I'm like, wow, like she didn't go to police. You didn't do nothing. Like that's what I'm saying. So so that seemed crazy, but then like you would think, okay, he could at least say where his house was, like. Oh, I lived in this area. Like you could drive him around the city and say, I, I, I recognize this. Like you know, like he's kind of young. There are things you could do. Like it, to me, yeah. And I, you know, I, shout out to my uh, to my girlfriend, my lovely Andrea. Uh, she, she saw this movie with me, and like as she said, like it's kind of hard to lose a kid in twenty for him. What two thousand seven, two thousand eight, somewhere around there. Yeah. Like. Like you could do DNA testing. Like I don't think I don't think if you drop like a, a seven year old kid or a six year old kid, yeah. that like you ain't never gonna see him again unless unfortunately he passes away or he's kidnapped or something. Right. I mean, if the police got him and then he's in the system, I mean, yeah. they can give him they, they can track you down. Yeah. So even with her explanation of I didn't want you, which was sad, and I think worked for the, what they yeah, were trying to do. The story, they were yeah. trying to work the idea that you know your family isn't necessarily always your family, so to speak, and sometimes your adopted family is. And the people you love and people you're with are the people that you should support and really rally around. And it was a great message because um, a lot of people are from broken homes or are from, you know, complicated situations or are foster kids. So so it's a great message. I just I just thought that that like how they came to that conclusion, it just it's just not it just doesn't happen like that. That doesn't happen in 2008 that you leave a kid at, a, at an amusement park 
and they never drop that kid off at your house. They're going to find you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right about that. I, th- I feel like at the time it worked for me, though. It oh, wasn't, yeah, it worked it wasn't me. something where I was like, what? Like, I was like, oh, I mean, as soon as I watched it, I, st- I was like, man. At first I was. Because I was like, because at first it's completely ridiculous. At first, you're just like, no, this doesn't make it. This doesn't really something. You know, something's wrong here. Right. The story doesn't add up. And to be fair, like that was from his perspective. Yeah. Initially, so you think like, oh, he's a kid, so he doesn't. And that we kind of see it was a little different. Like thematically, I think that that worked. I'm just talking about just terms of logic. Yeah, like reality. Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, it didn't. It didn't throw me off too much. You know, at first it did, but then I was like, oh, Dak, she didn't even look for him. So it was like, she didn't even want him. Right. You know, so I was like, Dak. Yeah, right. yeah. It, it definitely hits emotionally, yeah. which is what they were looking for. Um, I also kind of wish that they would have got a younger actress to be his mother. So it would have been believe- more believable that that woman was 17. Like, when I watched the first scene, it didn't dawn on me that this was a really young person. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I think, I think like, they, they would have been... Especially since the, they weren't asking the actress to do that much. Well, well, I don't know if she was 17 at the time. I think she was 17 when she Okay, died. she's 21. Yeah, that's... She didn't look 21. Yeah. She looked like she was 30. You know, I'm no disrespect to the actress, you know, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. she didn't <laughs> look... Yeah. Like she was. I mean, I didn't. I agree with this. Like, when she said that, I didn't. I, yeah, I, I mean, was like, oh, really? You're trying to tell me she's 25, 22, or 20, 21, or 22. I mean, that did not look like someone who just got out of college. Yeah. And like they could, and even if they could have like had a line or something, like I think just it, that, that didn't help the situation. That then when we got here, she said, well, I was 17 when I had you. And like, yeah, now you're like, so I'm like okay, now you're scrambling like, things in your brain. Now she was trying to tell me that woman was 22. Like she, like I thought she was older. Like it looked like a tragic story. Cause I'm like, wow, like. This mother just lost her child, and then like I don't know, it they they definitely I thought kind of missed the boat a little bit. Yeah, on that. that for me that was the, probably one of, one of the only things I could say. Yeah, that that to me was not good. I, I think in general, with the story, in terms of like I said, my biggest issue being just things kind of like not being explained. Um, I thought just a lot of the magic stuff was definitely very like like. You kind of just have to. That's the benefit of doing strong. movies with magic, though. Yeah, Samari absolutely. maybe can tell, tell a little bit about that. It's a, like everything like, with the Resident wizard. Harry Potter fan. I feel like magic kind of mm-hmm. you kind of get away with a lot. You can Harry say Potter, it's magic. Lord, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. and now and now those series are very in depth and they try their best to explain everything. Yeah, but it's just impossible, especially in, in a movie, to explain everything. I just yep. feel like some it's of the stuff with the books, some of the stuff with the wizard was like, you know. There were times where I was like, yeah, I don't, like, how, you know, how are they doing this? Or, like, you know, how are they explaining this? Uh, like, why? I, I don't, it, I'm, I assumed this is why, but, like, so it, he just picked Billy Batson because he ran out of people. He got, yeah. he got desperate. I, he I, got I, desperate. I, 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 see, that's the part I actually kind of liked. I talked about it with, uh, with Andre. Like, I kind of like that, like, you know, he did all these years of trying to find the perfect person. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, not working. Because like people are terrible, yeah, <laughs> like like which was also kind of a deep like kind of a deep social commentary, like you know the idea that like like no one on our earth is worthy because we all suck and we all do kind of suck, right. like so the fact that like he spent all these years trying to find this pure person that he wasn't gonna find, and then of course you know the goons and goblins get out and he's like well I gotta find somebody and he just took the next person he's like yo you seem alright so you getting the powers yeah. and this guy I mean he seemed worse than the kid. That he first got yeah, who ended yeah. up being the villain, like yeah, Mark Savannah. Mark Stone's character, yeah. Savannah. So like, 
you know, it was, so I kind of like that. I was just like, yeah, the wizard, like, I thought that made sense. I don't know if they maybe conveyed it as well for other people, but yeah. But I, I like that part of it. Yeah, I don't, like, mm-hmm. that was another one I wish they would have verbalized more, like, they definitely the desperation. Could've. They definitely could have. You know, they kind of, <laughs> he kind of went through the same process, but this time it was like, you know, all right, you know, like, we're just going to skip to the to the end. I'm like, <laughs> all right, whatever, you know. Right. This kid clearly doesn't want it, and you're just going to give it to him anyway. Um, but, yeah, there were moments like that throughout the movie, particularly with the powers and stuff. Like, Shazam was fine, but, like, you know, like, the even, like, the Seven Deadly Sins and stuff. Like, there were times where I was, where I was confused or, like, felt like they didn't explain enough of what was happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess when it comes to my negatives, it would be with the Sins. It's really the only thing. As a villain, you, you weren't a fan? Uh, eh. I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, I I didn't hate him, you know. It wasn't like um, it wasn't like Steppenwolf or anything, <laughs> um, but I was kind of like, oh, all right, you know. At first, I was intrigued, but then I, I, they they kind of devolved into just being like random, just blah, you know, stuff like the things from uh, uh, uh I don't know, that was no, like, that was like the mummy or something. I was like the mummy the, or the gargoyles, the gargoyles <laughs> or, or like uh, well, no, the gargoyles had like. They had like personality, or 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 they kind of remind me of something from Power Rangers, or out of something from Mighty Morphin, the movie or something. It's just ah, just random monsters, right. throwing people around. And I'm like, all right. Well, to me, like the seven, the seven deadly, they like while they didn't provide much, and I think that they definitely could have done more to like highlight like you know the actual sins, yeah. like what makes them. Like, you know, like, but to be fair, though, I thought that in terms of the CGI and, like, the putting teeth on your villain, I thought they definitely did that with these. Oh, villains. yeah, they did that. Like, they, these these dudes were, like, not to be, and they could be women, I don't know. They were, like, non-gender. Um, but they were not to be messed with. Like, they could bite your head off. They would throw you out of a building. <laughs> like, they were terrible. They were terrifying in some instances. Like, terrifying for, like, a PG-13 superhero movie. So... <laughs> I, I I I dug them because I because to me I I've kind of again uh, some of this movie you guys spend the least disbelief or sometimes you gotta give them a break like I kind of expected them not to be as much of the story and for it more to be about Savannah so you got them and Savannah so okay I think that Savannah is gonna be the one I'm gonna I, be I I definitely most uh, in most, terms of them most concerned about in terms of them I definitely feel like I agree with you EJ that they could have done a much better job of. Not there, having there not be so much overlap between each one and ha- giving them each like a character, um, mm-hmm. because like you said, that's the point of the the seven deadly sins is that they're all individual, and you know they kind of made them you, you you couldn't tell which was which unless they said which was which. Um, I I feel like like it should have been almost like the Monstars in Spaceship where like you could tell like oh yeah one is clearly Sean Bradley yeah one's, Charles Barkley one's clearly Muggsy Wogues like, yeah. You know, I think it should have been that way. And they tried to. Like, you could tell, like... Um, I thought they tried to initially, and then, like, yeah. that effort, gay gave up. Yeah, they just stopped explaining who was who. Yeah. Um, right. Until we got to the point about uh, Envy not being yeah. brought out. Yeah, exactly. That was the only... That was, like, one of the few times, if not the only time, where they specifically, like... Reference one of them. Yeah, and their character f- flaw. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, overall, though, that, I mean... Because the movie, like I said, my strength of the movie is that it's extremely funny. So I I put less weight in the fact that I thought there were moments in the story that had holes. And mm-hmm. I thought the action was all right. 
you know, I didn't think it was spectacular, in part because the adversary wasn't wasn't something that was going to be super, like, incredible action. But right. um, besides that, like, because it's such a funny movie, like, I don't really, I hold little weight to those things. And you talk about the, the humor in the movie, again, I think, uh, I think uh, Jack Dylan Grazer deserves a shout out as Freddie Freeman. Um, he was, like, really your perfect kind of wingman uh, character to this for this movie, especially because the Billy Batson that we introduced here is, is very, uh, you know, he's like depressed, you know, he's like not necessarily the most like jovial, most personable person on screen. So he need that character had to play off someone for him to work. Like that guy, just that kid just going on his own, kind of doing a lot of stuff without Freddie would not have probably had the moments that we had, um, at least the characters that they, they wrote. And that's the kind of Billy Batson character that usually you're introduced to when you first meet him. Um, so a guy who wants to run away, a kid who's not happy with where he is and, and, and doesn't feel like wherever he is is really his home, and that his parents are out there somewhere that could help him. Like, that character needed uh, the performance that Jack Dylan Grazer provided. And what I love about Jack is, to me, and that's why I said Henry, Kendall loving the humor so much, like, Kendall's a little younger than us. He's not a little kid, but Kendall's in college age. And... I, I thought the humor was great, but what made the humor great to me was that I thought it was actually very poignant to high school-like humor. Like, to me, like, the kind of jokes Freddie were making were, like, kind of stupid. But, like, I, I thought they were funny because, like, yeah, this is what a high school kid would say or a high school kid would do. Mm-hmm. And, like, in some of the stuff he was, like, just the one-liners and, you know, like, the idea that a high school kid would think he was smart to test his friend's metal by shooting him in the face by telling Robert shooting in the face, like that kind of thing. It's just like, that's funny. Not because one is funny. And two is like, yeah, only a high school kid would like think <laughs> Invisibility that that was... test, hidden fire test, right? Hidden yeah. fire immunity test. Yeah. Like that's, that's <laughs> like, that's ju- That's like juvenile high school behavior. Yeah. You know, but it worked. And it worked. <laughs> Light my friend on fire. Well. It worked hundred percent. I saw some people on Twitter, like some people online and, and not just on Twitter on like in the reviews, some people, I think, you know, this movie has been very well received. I think some people have kind of meant that the, they felt the humor was very sophomoric. My thing is, this movie, this it had to be that way. This was going to be a, about a, a kid. This was going to be an authentic yeah, exactly. story about a kid. This movie had to be sophomoric in its humor, and and I, and I, and I enjoyed the good-hearted nature in that. And we 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 compare naturally. We compare. Uh, Marvel to DC, and I think they did a better job than Spider-Man: Homecoming did, of. It feeling so like mm. it, this is a kid's movie. Mm. Well, Homecoming did a good job, but I agree with that too. Homecoming didn't do a bad job, but like, and like Shamari <laughs> mentioned how it felt like realistic that like these kids were like in high school or they were younger. Like, and I think Homecoming probably went to stay away from that, but it didn't feel like that because they, they made them younger and they, yeah, I don't, th- I don't setting. think that they did, yeah, I don't think they wanted to stay away from it, but it just it felt like it was still kind of like your generic Marvel movie at times. Well, I think, I think, I don't know if I agree. Um, it's a point of view. Uh, I think Homecoming. I think you gotta watch it again. I think Homecoming really, definitely tried to lean into the high school element of a lot of stuff that was happening with Peter. Now, I think the difference is. I think you could you could make the case that Shazam is a comedy. That's fair. You can't make so that case. It's not gonna be as funny. Yeah. You can't make that case about Spider Man. Like Spider Man is funny, but it's not a comedy movie. It's a drama. Right. You know, it's an action. This movie is. I mean, I would consider it still an action drama, but like you could make the, you could, you have a case to say this is a comedy movie. 
Because there's a, a lot of it is just pure funny. A lot of it is just pure comedy. Yeah. Similar to Deadpool. People say Deadpool is like pretty much a comedy. So that's the difference. I just think that they leaned into more of the humor. But I don't know if they leaned into more of the spirit of high school. I think that this was the same. Um, I also think that to be, to be fair too, what also struck me is I think that even the age difference. Remember, Peter is 16. Billy is 14. Like, I think that the age, that, like, the fact that Freddie was as, like, sophomore as he was in Billy, and they were kind of doing this ridiculous stuff, like, if you went to high school, you know, you're kind of, you're very different as a high school junior and, a, and as a high school freshman. Yeah. Like, it's a totally different game. Like, and to me, Billy and Freddie sometimes act like kids that were almost, like, in middle school. And the rest of the kids that were in the home were all either middle school or elementary school kids. So, mm-hmm. and besides Mary, of course, who's, a, who's high school going to college. So, I, I think that... Um, that they some of the stuff felt over the top because if you've ever been in a middle school class or a freshman high school class, like or a freshman high school lunchroom, like that's what you're gonna see. And someone who's you know mm-hmm. dealt with high school kids and stuff, even my adulthood, that's that's not surprising. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I th- I think that I don't want to take anything away from homecoming. You know, I thought Homecoming did a very good yeah, job. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Marvel movies. Yeah, I thought Homecoming did a very good job at portraying high school. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I think something about this movie, um, you know, to be fair, I think Homecoming also spent more time in high school or in school specifically. Yeah, exactly. yeah definitely. So I mean, it's hard to it's hard to really compare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, a large part of this movie is Billy cutting school. Yeah, exactly. you know, honestly. Yeah. Him cutting school, him just not in school, him being Shazam, you know, so, or being in this other world or whatever. So, um, so yeah, it, it, you didn't really have that same amount of time, but it just, it felt so, like, relatable and so, like, just, it just took you back with this movie. It just felt different than from Homecoming. It's hard to really explain. I also enjoyed that this movie was set in Philadelphia. Um, I enjoyed that too. Well, obviously, we we live in Pennsylvania. Uh, we have three people who have spent a lot of time in Philadelphia. Yeah. So maybe people outside who don't go to Philadelphia often know haven't lived there. Two of us have lived there. Um, won't know it as much, but there was just there definitely was a little bit of a Philadelphia feel to it. Like Philly, for a big city, still kind of has a small town feel for some reason. Yeah. And the fact that, like, this hero, like, really kind of became, like, he kind of became a neighborhood hero. Like, he became a kind of like an urban legend almost in the town where, like, he was, like, you, but, like, you would see him, you know? Like, Philly's not that big. So, like, it's not, like, you could run into people and, and it wouldn't surprise you if you saw them and you knew them or you ran into, like, the fact that a woman was, like, you know, just getting robbed and she's ran to a superhero. Like, that kind of thing, I feel like, is more believable to happen in Philly than it would be to be in New York City. And the idea that the city, like, you know, like, they weren't, like, there was no, like, concern or anything. They, they initially embraced them because Philly always embraces their own no matter what. Uh, they didn't care the idea that, hey, it's kind of weird that this guy is, like, only, like, panhandling and, like, you know, posting YouTube videos and trying to get viral. Like, there there were clearly some, some red flags about Captain Marvel or Shazam that they, uh, that they were willing to ignore, but that's Philly. <laughs> you know, it made sense. Um, that, that that they did that. So I, I thought that uh, the the references they had to Septa, little things, yep. you know, even him stealing the kids, the guys Geno's uh, stakes, like all those little things, I thought were were, yeah. were, were neat. That so was the first was time when I was like, "This is in Philly." So I Gino's never, I never knew this movie was in Philly yeah, until yeah. that scene. I'm like, "Oh wow, I guess they're in Philadelphia." Yeah. 
So what did you guys think of Savannah? Um, I think Savannah was fine. I like the story. I like the way they they progressed. Uh, well, I like the start of the story. I like started the movie with him, and like he was like the first dude that the wizard, not the first dude, but he was the first guy we see the wizard trying to recruit. Yeah, to be I, like I thought that was a good story. I, I thought that was good too. Definitely think they they rushed like him, like just oh I'm gonna go to my dad's board meeting and you know kill them all, and it was like all right, <laughs> that was a little fast, but. Uh, he was possessed by the by the seven deadly though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I could have really, seen a, a, yeah. I could have seen a longer deterioration than like, you know, or at I, least yeah. more like tension. Like that like, that was the first scene. We didn't even know. I didn't even know the dad was still alive. I thought he was dead. So like, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know he survived. <laughs> so like there was still so much that they didn't explain, and then he just walks in and like he kills him. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was dead. I, I didn't even know. So like I, I wish they could have you know not rushed that so much, but. But they didn't have that much time. It felt. I yeah, thought the movie went, was kind of long. They went zero to hundred with Savannah. Yeah. Um. But I think I, I'm, I was kind of okay with it because I felt like a lot of this movie had to be Billy. It had to be about yeah, learning yeah. about what who Billy was, who Shazam was gonna be, and how he related to his 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 people. Um. At the at the group home, like I, I think that it. If it would have been more about Savannah, I, to me, this was never going to be a Savannah versus Billy showdown, and it never, it never really becomes that. Even in the end of the movie, it doesn't really ever become a one-on-one battle of battles. Like it, it, yeah. it was always going to be kind of this, you know. It's a lot of what about, about Billy was not just him, but about his now his new family. Um, so I, I think for what Savannah had to be. I thought he was good. I mean, um, the actor that that plays him, Mark Strong, I, he's a very good actor, and I think that I was actually surprised he kind of took that kind of role, because this movie is kind of very uh, cheesy in a lot of ways, and him, I think the villain is very cheesy in a lot of ways, but again, sometimes it's about like fit, and to me, like that cheesy villain fit for this movie, so you know, sometimes you don't need a, a Heath Ledger or a Killmonger. For every movie, you know, I don't think I don't think a Killmonger would have worked in Ant Man. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, like the villain of choice for that movie works. I thought that Savannah was pretty much fine. I mean, there wasn't anything overtly ridiculous about him to me. Um, yeah, I, I thought he, I, I I liked him. I thought that he was a, a good enough adversary. I thought that he was he was. Scary enough when you see him kill all those people in the boardroom to think that okay this guy's a real threat. I think he kind of checked all the boxes. The actor was good. We know he's a good actor, so I know I really had no issue with him. Yeah, I I like I thought Savannah was very good. Mm-hmm. I was um I was uh, well I had been hearing good things about him already, so I kind of went in expecting a good performance, mm-hmm. and right. I was not I was uh, not disappointed. <laughs> so um, he basically met my expectations. Uh, I'm glad they didn't kill him off. Yeah, and I'm glad they didn't kill him off either. I was kind of expecting them to, uh, because he just he just had that one off villain feel. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> I'm gonna lose my powers and I'm dead. Yeah, like a yellow jack or something. Yeah, exactly. But um, <laughs> you know, but they didn't. But they didn't. You know, and I'm glad. So um, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'm surprised. Shout out to uh, Mark Strong for doing a good job. What'd you make of the rest of? What'd you guys make of the rest of the uh, the kids in the in the home? I thought that they were also like really good. I thought they were very good. I liked the I liked the group home in general. Yeah, I did that too. was another surprise from this movie. I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't even know that was an element at all in this movie. 
Yeah. Um, so that was a pleasant surprise. I'm glad it wasn't like a nightmarish. I was kind of afraid when he when he first arrived. I was like, oh boy, is this gonna be like a really sad like nightmarish like. Right. Well, Billy you know, kind of played it up too with the whole like this is like Game of Thrones here. Go yeah. Freddy. Oh yeah, Freddie. Freddie. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he kind of played that up too. I was like, oh, boy, is this going to be really sad? Is this going to make me cry? Is this going to, you know, but it was like none of that stuff, you know? Yeah, all those kids in there were like, they all were they, just kind of like, most of them were happy. I mean, yeah, they, Pedro, or they, Pedro, we don't know what he yeah, Or they were just there, yeah. you know? But like, you never got that feeling, all oh, these kids are depressed and like, you know, they're in a terrible situation. Yeah. I thought that the, the, the group parents, uh, yeah, they, Rosa and Victor, they were good. And I liked the diversity of the group. Like, yeah. You know, too. like, it yeah. was like all different. Uh, all different ethnicities, all different yeah. backgrounds. Which that, is, I think, is representative of uh, the U.S. and and of Philly, as and well. definitely of Philadelphia. Exactly. So that was that was smart. And again, I thought the kids were really talented. I thought uh, the little girl that played uh, Darla was was as cute as can be. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, all the kids were good. Uh, I, I they they were um, in some ways kind of show stealing. I think that by the end, when they become the Shazam family. And they transform. I think mean, then they ab- them, yeah. they absolutely steal the show at that point. And yeah, then you get the absolutely. Then you get the, the adult actors. You see Megan Good and Adam Brody, and it's like, <laughs> well, and that was. I mean, Just you want to talk about a swerve? Yep. I mean, to me, that was one of the best swerves in. I would. I'm gonna put it up there in superhero movie history. Oh, to wow, me, all right. did anyone see that coming? I didn't see that coming. I so did not see that coming for one second, and. We know. I mean, we know the Shazam family is a thing, but I didn't see that. I mean, and, and then not only to have the Shazam family, it means something to have celebrities in those roles. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's a, it could it, you could have just had regular like adult people, you know, adult versions of those people, and like it would still would have been great because it's a great swerve. But like when you have people who maybe are seeing this movie like, again, like my girlfriend who isn't watching it, and it says, "Oh my God, Adam Brody and Megan Good is in this movie." And they're superheroes. Like, that's a complete and utter shock. And I just thought that that was, I thought that that was a brilliant swerve, um, a great way to, to, to negate the settled and deadly sins. Because it didn't make sense to me how Shazam was going to beat that villain Yeah, by yeah. himself. He couldn't. There were rumors. Shazam's not a story that, like, obviously, there's no TV show. There's no, mm-hmm. It was no really movie. It was a... There was an old TV show, a really old, TV. really old. TV yeah, show. exactly. But there wasn't like not there were a whole lot of mediums out there besides cartoons and his inclusion in Justice League. So like, if it's not comic, there wasn't you're mu- not gonna know much. Yeah, there wasn't yeah. a lot that I knew about the character, like his own uh, ethos. But there were there. I I vaguely remember rumors out there being that they were gonna be in the movie. And I, you know, at the time I shrugged my shoulders. I totally I forgot know, about him. If, if 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 they I want to say he came from the hashtag show. Um, that the Shazam like, family was in it, or that the definitely that the Seven actors. Deadly Sins were going to be the villains. I think that the Shazam family were also going to not the actors, right? Because yeah, that was kept under wraps. Because that was kept under wraps in a, in a really smart way, and I thought executed extremely well. Um, I love that, and, and and to me, what I loved about that too, again, it was like showing like like these kids who obviously you know they're they're in a foster home, so. Something has happened with their families where they've had loved ones that have been killed, maybe or died, or or yeah, maybe they, you know, kids who were taken away or something like that. Whatever they do, to see those kids then who are just so pure of heart and so good in the movie, then become heroes, and it's someone like Freddy who's disabled to become a superhero. Like it's just so heartwarming. I mean, that that, that just mm-hmm. was a, a a perfect touch to me on this film. 
in a perfect yeah, way. The hashtag show in uh, 2017 said that they were looking to cast the Marvel family. Wow. At the Shout time, out to I, them. Yeah, I, yeah, they got a good scoop. Yeah, they, they, scoop. When generally, they have a scoop. And to me, like, that was not a story, like, like, I don't remember if we covered that, but, like, I don't think that that was a thing that was being talked about a lot about this movie. No, not at like, all. Like, that, that might have been scooped there, but it wasn't like I saw that everywhere. Yeah. And to be honest, like, maybe some of these people, some of these outlets knew, but they knew, like, this is a spoiler. We give this away. Right. Because, like, right. if I would have known that would happen, like, that wouldn't, I wouldn't that have would changed the music. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, to me, I mean, I'm thinking about swerves, like, end of movie swerves, last act swerves. I, I mean, I don't, I can't think of too many that to me were better than that and better executed. And that were true to, uh, to to the to the to the canon, you know, because um, because that family in the new fifty two that that they become the, the the Shazam family, but like if you're not totally invested in Shazam and following what's happening to him in the comics, which I'm not, you would not have seen that coming. You could have been maybe been invested and not expected that to be in the first movie. But again, all of it, it just didn't like. You could argue, okay, well, it should have been the first movie. It, like it all worked. Like it just, just it just worked really well. So I, I really, I really enjoyed that element of the film. Any, any last thoughts, guys, before you, uh, any or questions before we, uh, do the do the final score here? Uh, well, it definitely one makes me more confident in uh the 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 fit I think for Black Adam and The Rock. Uh, I think that could be I think that could work very well. How, how do you think that will fit? Well, I think the reason I say I'm more confident is because Silvana was not like he was a dark villain in his own right. Mm. So while Black Adam's obviously a much more physical, much more deadly threat, um, I definitely it's clear like they didn't need like some joke clown villain mm-hmm. to work with you there. Like they they could take any type of regular superhero movie villain. So like you, I, I like they can bring and put Black Adam against Shazam. I don't think it would be in the sequel. It doesn't look like it. No, but, it looks um, like it'll be uh, uh, Mr. Mind. Exactly. Which boy? You want DZ's leaning into the? I mean, we talk about you know they got heat for not leaning into the can. I mean, you you gonna do a, a psychopathic you know a psych, a, you know a, you know worm or caterpillar and you're gonna use that as your villain. I gotta give them props. I I did not see that coming either. I assumed that we were gonna go right to Black Adam, but that doesn't appear to be the case. Yeah. Um like in Feige's words it's gonna take a very long time. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. that. I, I think it's funny that the rock uh was like thanking people for like Shazam being like for watching Shazam and Shazam being number Oh, one. so he's still trying to he's still trying I'm to like, you, oh, you like just you like like I love the rock, to be gone to be fair guys. I'm a Miami fan, wrestling fan, my favorite wrestler of all time. Um, but like I'm like yo Rock, like you have just not been at all like bigging up your connection to the DC universe, especially when they were going through their struggles. You made it. You he was making sure he was not being connected to that. And now this movie does well that he's not in. Um, and he's like, thank you guys for making Shazam number one. I'm like, he's what? trying to connect his name to anything. Man. Well, now he now he wants to be connected to this movie that he's not in that he's not even teased in. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, if he wanted to be in the movie. He, he would have been in the movie. movie. He, he would have been in it. There would have been no discussion. They would have put him at least in the after credits, <laughs> in the last scene. They would have found a way to get The Rock in the movie if he wanted to be in it. And so. I guarantee you that the reason why he wasn't in it, well, I don't guarantee you, but I think the good part of it, you know, they're saying, oh, we want to do it by, by we want to have their own movie. Where, but I think a lot of it had to do with just scheduling. We know he was doing Hobbs and Shaw while this movie was being filmed. Well, it might have been before that. Probably like 
with uh, Jumanji, probably. Yeah, Jumanji. I don't know about that. I mean, because Hobbs and Shaw was, I mean, we saw obviously Roman Reigns filming that like five months ago. Well, no, that was a picture released five months ago. I don't think he was. I don't think he was filming at that point. I think he was. That, that movie started. I mean, The I Rock. He he's was. pretty. He's pretty active. I mean, I, I I don't follow him on social media or anything, but I've seen stories of like you know. The guy has a crazy schedule. We know that. I'm just saying. I think that. There's some movie. I'm not. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just right. saying I don't know if it was happening. Sure. <laughs> he was clearly, one of these he clearly prioritized movies. another franchise yeah, over this. It might have been Ballers, bro. Right. <laughs> he, 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 Ballers, Titan Games. Whatever. He, he yeah, prioritized yeah. something else over this, and this is why we came to this conclusion. Um, I'm to be honest. I, I watched this movie, and I'm not sure what to make of The Rock's uh, and Black Adam's uh, fit in this. I want to see it. I'm intrigued because this movie is great, but to be honest, this is a movie that they didn't test themselves much on, like the hero mashup. Scenes that do, you would do. Need we definitely think that that, uh, that 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 former or that messed up uh, Shazam was Black Adam. That like sent mm. out the say, yeah. Uh, I thought it was. You yeah, thought it was? That's what I thought. Yeah, Actually, I thought it was. Probably is. It hasn't been like confirmed or like, but which gave themselves the option if like for some reason he backed out or something they could do other things. But yeah, I assumed that that was Black Adam. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I I think so too. Uh, let's do grades, guys. Uh, what do we got here? <laughs> Out of ten, Jamari. I'm giving Shazam an eight point seven out of ten. I very very much enjoyed this movie. Um, it was just a fun fun movie. You know, some of the movies you have on DVD, you have recorded on your DVR, or that's just on Netflix. You're just like I just I feel like watching a fun movie. I feel like laughing. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like yeah. having a good time. 100%. Or, you know, you have that friend that's not really into superhero movies or really action-packed, dramatic. It's like, listen, this is a fun movie. Let's just sit and watch it. And you can watch it and have some laughs and enjoy it and have a good time. So I give it an 8 point, um, what I say, 8.7? 8. Yeah. 8. 7? Yeah, 8.7 out of 10. I think that's a good score. Why you should, Kendall? Uh, I'm going to go 9. Mm. Uh, you know, I... I if I'm rating it purely as a superhero movie, it might be a little lower, but just as a movie in general, um, like I said, the comedy and the, the humor in, in this movie is so strong. I don't know if I've ever, like, just laughed and giggled. You talked about, you know, me being younger and, like, the humor working. Like, I don't know if I've ever giggled at it. It was stupid humor a lot of the time, but it was just a funny movie. Yeah. And, you know, very yeah, very fun spirit to it. So, um, yeah, I, I would give it a nine. I'd say it's the second best uh Foster Kid movie, uh, the best one since uh, Like Mike. <laughs> Can't know that the what do you like, mean, like Mike reference. Uh, I'm gonna say that this movie is better than Like Mike. Um, so I'll say it's the best. <laughs> best so I guess that means like Mike. <laughs> so I guess that means it's the best one though. I don't know. I have to look at other Foster movies. I'm not sure if Like Mike's number two in that list. Um, though I love Like yeah, Mike. I'll say EJ, EJ. No, I love I like love Mike. Like Mike, but, I mean, but come on now. We all I'm used like, to wear the breeds like like uh, Bow Wow. Oh well, like look, Mike. everyone wanted to be little Bow Wow when he was hot. <laughs> let's be let's be clear. Everybody who clowns a Bow Wow now is they're all phonies. Let's call it like it is. Um, but in terms of this movie, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo Shamari's score. You know, I don't like doing that, but uh, to me, that's kind of the, the where I was sitting here. I think, you know, I rated Captain Marvel 8 out of 5. I think this was 8.5 out of 10. I think this is slightly better than Captain Marvel. And 8.7, 8.8 around there fits, I think. Um, humor is great. Uh, again, the, a little bit, the, the backstory, Billy's backstory left a little bit, desired, little bit to be desired. I thought the f- maybe the first 20 minutes could have used a little more spirit. 
Um, but they really, they really wanted to show you Billy's state, which was, you know, a state of desperation and, and of sadness. So I, I get it. But because of that, I think it's, I think the first 20 minutes is a little sleepy. Um, it didn't have to be that dark, I think. Uh, but I, I feel like after that, it picked up so much. Once you got past that point, it was just a fun ride throughout, especially once he becomes, uh, Shazam himself. So, uh, Great movie, so funny. Shout out to uh, Asher. Shout out to Zachary. Um, shout out to all everyone in the cast. Uh, the director Sandberg, uh, he deserves a, a ton of credit as well. Um, uh, uh, David Sandberg. This this was this was great and so awesome to see a character like Shazam again. Another character that I can say like, wow, my dad taught me about this character years and years ago when I was a young kid. My only really real uh, you know exposure to him was. In mostly cartoons or DC movies, and the idea that you know, and I've read some comics since then when I got older that you know I saw Shazam. But like the fact that like I, I'm talking in 2019 about a Shazam movie that was number one in America that uh, is, is 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 now becoming a, a a franchise in itself. Like that is crazy to me. But it's 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 the best time alive right now to be a superhero fan. I mean. There's no other time like it. Again, superhero fatigue out the window. Look what this num look the numbers that this movie did. Um, great job by DC. Great job by uh, by everyone over there. And now, I mean, they got some momentum. You know, we talk about DC. We can't talk about them the way we used to. Uh, you know, post Justice League. I mean, now you got Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and this. That's three. Oh yeah, three solid franchises. Yeah. Three, so three, two, two great, two great yeah. movies. One, three solid movies, like three extremely popular, and three movies. extremely mm -hmm. popular oh, movies. Yeah, forget about critical acclaim. Three extremely popular movies. Like yep. DC's got something now. You know, yeah. we'll see what they do with it. We, we're we talking about the next uh, movie coming yeah, up in this next like, segment. So what do they got? What do they got coming up next? Yeah, it's a great segue to the next segment, which is going to be about the Joker movie, which came out. Uh, with a teaser, the first teaser trailer that they're calling, they're calling it a teaser trailer. Uh, they came out with it uh, last oh, yeah, week. I think that's a good uh, characterization. You would say that's a good characterization? I think yeah. so, too. Yeah, I think so. I agree. I'll be third on that. Because it plot wasn't given, but you saw a lot. Um, yeah, it was long. It was long, and you kind of got the feel of the movie. Like, you, you know what this, you feel like you know what this movie is going to be like. Right. I, I got to be honest, guys. I got, and this is going to be extremely lofty praise. Okay. Where are we going? I got Logan feeling from this teaser trailer. Yeah, I got, I've heard, I got, heard, heard, heard I got, the, I got, I watched this trailer and I'm like, yo, this is trailer. unlike anything I've seen from a superhero, what's supposed to be a superhero or comic book movie. This is going for something very different, and it's the only way to me this move, this story could have been told. But I, I, I dig it. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, first of all, he looks like just like totally different. And crazy, like I don't know how much weight he lost, but yeah. like I mean, he looks like he's like 130 pounds dripping. Yeah, wet. I hope they were. Uh, I hope they were. You know, had, I hope he had doctors on set checking yeah, him out. Yeah, I hope he had like, IVs and everything he yeah, needed because I mean, know, he like, don't want to talk about getting into character. I mean, he got into character for this movie to me. Nah, I I, I thought that this was a really really great teaser trailer. Um, I thought that you got the tone of the movie, you got the a, a good sense of who Arthur is, why this person would become the Joker, and and I think that the, the kind of commentary is going to be on our society is going to be really gripping because 
you know, whereas most comic books, it's Batman throwing Joker into a vault and him becoming the Joker. This is, he's just living. He's just a, a dude with mental illness that's living in America. <laughs> this is what is going to become of him. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a chilling, it's a chilling story, but I, I, I'm excited. I, I think, I think that DC has something here. I get the impression that like, and I kind of got the impression when they started talking about it, as much as I wasn't really that excited about the prospect of a Joker movie because of the fact that we had a Joker that was supposed to be connected to other movies. Now this is something different. Um, I, I did get the impression that uh, Martin Scorsese, uh, 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 Todd Phillips, and, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix would not be doing this kind of thing unless they had something. And to me, I, I saw this teaser. I think they have something. So my excitement for this movie is extremely high. Um, I'm very... Uh, they definitely piqued my interest with this trailer. Um, you know, whereas before we were just kind of ripping on this movie... Um, and then kind of Scorsese's name was thrown out and we were like, oh, okay. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, and that, that, I feel like that kind of gave you an idea of what they were going for with this movie. I feel like this trailer basically confirmed that. Um, I am, uh, I would say I'm definitely impressed. I mean, shout out to Todd Phillips. I mean, uh, he's, isn't he like Mr. Comedy? He's doing things like The Hangover mm-hmm. and, yeah. and this stuff. And now he's doing something like this. Like I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> you know, I'm definitely, definitely shocked. Um, people are already making comparisons to Heath Ledger, which you know, I'm like, look, man, this is a scary Joker. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, look. I, one thing I can't say is that this is not a scary Joker. This is a scary Joker. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I'm intrigued. Um, uh, the trailer is definitely creepy. So, you know, I'm hearing that this is, I'm hearing this is, I'm, I'm also hearing this is going to be a hard R in terms of the rating, rating R. This is definitely a hard oh, R. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 this has to be. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when yeah. it comes to this movie, and it definitely looks that way. Yeah. I would say that that is definitely for sure. So, um, so yeah, they could, they could do something really, really special with this one. Um, uh, you know, it, it doesn't really feel like a comic book movie. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, I don't know. I'm intrigued. I, I, I'm i looking forward to the next trailer. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely all say that I feel like the, the, it'll have, I can see the tragic, the tragic elements that they, that they've hinted at and teased in the, in like the, the production of this movie. Uh, I can definitely sense that that's going to be in the movie. I think they're definitely going to make you want to like this, uh, what do they call him? Arthur? Yeah, yeah. They, they, Arthur, they, Arthur Fleck. Arthur Fleck. <laughs> they definitely gonna make you want to like this Arthur Fleck character and probably feel extremely bad for him and whatever downfall he's gonna go through. Um, and we'll probably follow that step by step. Uh, and I mean those 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 movies are like I wouldn't say typical, but they're like you know we've seen those stories before about like the the tragic villain. You know that like yeah. generally it's not. I mean generally they're on the other side. Like generally there's probably a protagonist that's like going up against some villain that like you know you rooted for in the beginning but had like just a lot of bad stuff happen to him yeah Todd Phillips said it's a tragedy at yeah C- exactly CinemaCon. yeah exactly so which is ironic because his own character Arthur says I thought my life was a tragedy but now I realize it's a comedy yes right. um there's been a lot of which makes you wonder if there will be some misdirect 
I don't know. Well, no, I mean, I, I mean, I don't. Th- I think you think that's a, what it's supposed to. It's be. gonna be a tragedy, but this character in his warped mind is gonna see it differently. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And of course, to some people, comedy is tragedy. Like right. Shakespeare, that's what he always thought. That's what a lot of people think. Yeah. Um. So I, I just feel like, I mean, this is this. It's there. I feel like this. There's no guarantee. This is gonna be a great movie. Um, or at least like a great like again. I think there's a difference between like great superhero movie and just great movie in general. Like in terms of like we'll have a lot of superhero elements. We'll be a comic book movie, and we'll just be a great movie that happens to be happens to be like in the superhero genre. Um, I think it's more likely to fall under the second than the you know the latter than the former. But regardless, that's all that matters. If, I think it will. I think it's more likely to be a great movie. I don't think it's a guarantee that I'm gonna look at this and be like, "Yeah, like this is like the most fun, like great superhero movie I've seen in a long time." Like that just seems unlikely. You know, no Batman. Like there's no Cape Crusader running around. There's no, you know, probably no no Jim Gordon. Like, well, we don't know that. But um, so yeah, it, it, it'll be what it, it what it'll be. We'll see. But. I do have a hard time believing this will be a bust. That's what I'll say. Huh. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I can't. I don't say it can't be a bad movie, but I didn't see any signs of that. Sometimes you could watch the trailer and see signs, but I didn't see any signs of it. Uh, again, watching just feel like... is, to me his his portrayal in the two minute clip is just like okay. This is gathering my That was one of those trailers where it makes you want to see more. Yeah, the, like, cinema- the cinematography. Watch the movie tomorrow. The cinematography of the movie is exceptional just in this trailer. Um, I mean, there's a lot of elements that are just... This is this is not your typical superhero movie. This, exactly. This is an artistic project that... Uh, Man, they 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 and like the the ledger uh the ledger uh you know stuff definitely I could see that um those elements in there, but then by the end where he's just pretty much wearing like you know your old Cesar Romero suit, and 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 the I I've always said the makeup to me is similar to Cesar Romero, like the fact that you they even get that far with the Joker being that much. The Joker, like this, isn't like oh some like dark turn, some dark take on the Joker to me. Like this to me is the Joker, um, but for it to feel so like real life and feel so, um, so authentic, like that, to do that and then achieve that at the end and then not feel like gratuitous or not feel like, um, like you know oh they they just got they didn't earn to that point they they just got to that point because that was the end of the movie or whatever whenever this happens. That's that's a tough. That's gonna that's gonna be a tough tight walk to rope. I mean, tough fight to Tough tight rope to walk. Um, I I think they could they could do it. I think they're up for it. I'm excited to see uh, what we get out of this film. Um, but let's talk now about the last another DC uh, movie. A lot of DC stuff here to start this show. Idris Elba, Kendall. We talked about him a lot. Your boy, what, Kendall. We, what we thought about his <laughs> idea of being Thumbed down, of being, <laughs> dead shot, right, man? Of, being, of being in the Suicide Squad Terrible. and his casting a dead shot. Well, now word has gotten out that they have called an audible, and that Idris Elba will no longer be playing Deadshot. James gonna listen to the show, and that and that and that <laughs> Idris Elba will now be playing a different character, and that Dude. they're doing it. Partly out of respect for Will Smith, and they felt like to have him play a character that Will Smith brought to life and really put a name to for a lot of people, it was 
Do we think that, that was an audible? Disrespectful. That, I guess that's. I guess that's the reporting. What you The suggesting. reporting is saying that the reporting is saying that these conversations have been happening for weeks, and that they've come to this conclusion. It may have been weeks. Like, I don't know if they came to this conclusion this week. I can't like really, you know. I'm just gonna voice the look that was on my face. I don't know if like, yeah. like you're explaining this. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shamari's what? face is just yeah. pure befuddlement. I just can't <laughs> imagine what I like saying. in the last week. We're like, you know what? This would be a, this would be disrespectful to Will Smith. Disrespectful. So you're not Will playing Smith. that shot. you said that, I was like, I was like, oh, wait, what? This is a business. <laughs> and that 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 in that vein, I don't agree with this. Like, does Will Smith think it's disrespectful for someone well, else to, well, to well, play? Here's where shot? here's where I will say that I don't really believe that. Exactly. That's what I'm I will tell you why I think they're doing this. I think they're doing this because I think they feel like they have a shot to get Will in this movie. That's I why think I think they do. But now, now to be fair, in the reporting that that I think Variety was the first one to get it. Does Warner Brothers have that kind of bag? They, they, um, they, I, they, they couldn't get him initially. Well, well in the reporting, they say that while they feel like it is unlikely that Will would come back, they they don't want they want to leave the option open. Oh, interesting. So. That, that that this doesn't close the door on that possibility right. by doing this, and I think that to me this is this is a lot to do. I don't want to say it's all to do with it, but I think it's a lot to do with why they're doing this. I think that they looked at this and said, "Now I had no problem with what they were doing, but then they looked and said, look, 'Look, someone that was Will Smith is not going to be Idris Elba. That's a big change, and is it a necessary one?'" Especially if that means that by doing this change, we have never ever have a chance of ever getting Will Smith in not only this movie, probably any movie we ever want to do. It maybe Warner Brothers or whatever want to do. Forget about even DC. I think they th- there's no doubt in my mind that Will Smith came into mind in that regard, and that has some, a reason something to do with Elba not no longer being. Dead I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say that I think that the reporting was off from the beginning. That's just my guess. You don't think he was ever gonna be dead shot? I think maybe that was discussed. I think like that may have been like in the initial negotiations of like oh I mean, well, that's what I'm hoping we lost the Will Smith that <laughs> shot we're gonna let's bring in Idris Elba maybe he's that shot maybe he's not and people just jump to the conclusion that since Will Smith is out he's gonna be that shot he's black so. he's black so he's definitely gonna be a recast but I just can't imagine James Gunn is gonna be that flimsy with like well, oh yeah two weeks later you know what changing the story taking this major character James out <laughs> right we're that, gonna make this guy this guy now I'll tell you what Ken, to the point of <laughs> point, that's the part of this that is still making this hard for me to believe is that like as I said in the top of the show like, they don't like, know who he's James playing yet. Gunn apparently was really <laughs> invested in the script writing he wrote the script and right. he was very invested in the movie he was going to be directing the idea that he could have talks with Elba and some suits. And they could convince him to take a character out and make Elba a completely different character. It does tell me that maybe this was always going to probably be the result. In that maybe they hoped that Elba could be Deadshot. But I, I just can't see it could have been a movie that, that, that they want to shoot, I believe, in this summer. I just can't imagine that. That, like, or fall, I think they're gonna, they want to shoot. Like, I can't see, like, you know, you know. Gun being like, okay, like you know, shotgun my script. I'm just gonna do something totally different. Like that, that, that to me seems that doesn't seem right. Something seems off about <coughs> that. If something seems off, probably because it is off. Someone as meticulous and 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 as as a student of the game as James Gunn is, I don't think that he's gonna be uh, playing around with things like like so drastic like that. Like that's a that's a that's something that can ruin your movie. Like right, having right, a character right. cast as someone else and then not only recasting that character but then getting rid of him completely and making that actor be someone totally different that wasn't in your script 
Like that, that's not, oh, we could just tweak it. That's a, we need months to rewrite this thing to me. And that could throw off your whole production schedule. So something is not right about, yeah. something is afoot. E- I don't so know even, what it even is. Beyond, and even beyond like what happened, um, I feel like he's either going to be one or two people. I think for me, I'm like 90% sure he's going to be Bronze Tiger. And like, I would put the other 10%, some people throwing out, maybe Manchester Black. Oh, I got another one. Maybe British. Manchester Black would be a, a very interesting yeah, casting. Very good casting yeah. Another one I've seen, I think that is... He's not un- torturing Martian Man out <laughs> I think this unli- I think <laughs> it's unlikely, interested. but I wouldn't put it past <laughs> him. Is I think Black Spider is possible, too. Yeah, I've heard Black Spider. That just seems like... I don't know if that's a good casting. I don't know. I'll be honest. Oh, I think he could be a really good Black Spider. I don't know. At least the Black Spider we saw in... Uh, Young Justice was slightly different. That they when he was in Young Justice, he was just he's kind of like Spider. He's Spider Man. He's like Deadpool a little bit, you know. Oh, well, that's a different. Yeah, I mean the black. I'm thinking about the Black Spider. I I'm thinking about in like Batman Arkham, uh, Assault on Arkham. That Black Spider, he right perfect to play. I I, I think he's gonna be Bronze Tiger. I think everyone. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna be Bronze Tiger also. Um I'm hoping Kendall's right and that this reporting has just been off from the beginning because this is all just sounds, sounds weird. It, it just sounds like the report. It sounds very it sounds like the same people that reported it were like, we're not wrong. They just had a change of heart. Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> we weren't I, wrong. You know, this sounds very wishy-washy back and forth. Like, you know, like, no I don't, confidence in what I don't they like were how this sounds. I mean, when you were explaining what was going on, I'm like, what is, I'm, looking, I'm like, what is this? Like, what is going it does, on? It definitely feels like there's an element of perhaps writers and people jumping to conclusions. And then also, right. I mean, to be fair, we we people jumped to the conclusion weeks ago that we talked about on the show that, oh, yeah, like, the only people coming back are going to be Waller and uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. And now, like, Boomerang's back. Uh, Rick, Rick Flag is back. back. Like, <laughs> you know, we're talking, oh, maybe Deadshot might be back now. Like... At this point, it's gonna be pretty much the same. I mean, there will be some differences, but it's gonna be a lot of. It's not a reboot at this point. You know, it's probably end up being a sequel. So I mean, they're saying the story is a reboot. I'm sure they're. Will, I'm sure that. the story will be like a soft reboot. You know, I'm sure like there will be like some elements that like. But I don't. I can't imagine we're gonna go through the same like. Oh, I'm Harley Quinn. You know, I'm I'm Rick Flag. That would be ridiculous. I mean, it's stunning. It is. <laughs> that would be, I mean, I'd be like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, really do this again. I mean, for something that they're calling, they've been calling a reboot. It is stunning to me that Joel Kinnaman and Jai Courtney are back. Yeah. When they've already established that Waller and 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 Robbie are going to be back. I mean, that's the whole cast. Yeah. That's the yeah. whole cast. I mean, you only are missing Enchantress and Killer and Croc. Killer Croc. Killer Croc. Which good riddance to those two. Yeah, we don't want to see them people ever again. We don't want to see them back. No disrespect to, to, to you know, to, to, to Cara Delevingne and whoever played, whoever was in that makeup. <laughs> Kill Croc. Good but, but But we don't want to ever see them people again. And uh, Diablo. Diablo. And back. Diablo, who actually was I really good. Diablo was good. Yeah. They, he would be a welcome addition. <laughs> but, like, I, and what's funny to me is you read some of these articles about, like, Rick Flagg's return. Some of them are referencing the sequel. Like, it is kind of questionable. Like, okay, well, is this a sequel? I'm telling you. I've been Kendall saying, saying yo, that this, this is not to going be a to be a, a reboot. I just can't see how you have a man. I've been saying since Amanda Waller and Harley Quinn, there's no way it's going to be a reboot. It would just be way too ridiculous to do a reboot with two of the same characters. Now we got, like, like most of the main cast. Unless it's, like, a cameo. That's the other thing is, like, oh, yeah, like, 
these guys used to be my suicide squad and now they're not and now this is my new suicide squad one of those type of things I feel they could do that but like why even announce that these characters are coming back yeah all these characters like are coming back like I you mean, don't even really have to write that you don't have to report on that that could be a cameo that, yeah it's weird you know this, this is very weird this whole thing is very strange um I definitely yeah. think one of those characters is getting their heads blown off. One of the returning yeah, people? Yeah, which is a, you know, a bold prediction, but uh, uh, yeah. it makes sense. Uh, yeah, uh, that's possible. Yeah, it's definitely possible with the Suicide Squad. Um, and it would have way more weight than uh, Slipknot. Mr. <laughs> I'm not in any of the promotions. <laughs> this guy was in no promotion. I was like, yo, Slipknot's in this movie? <laughs> and then, like, he's on the team. <laughs> I was like, that Snoop Dogg meme. Who? <laughs> Slipknot. Who? What a terrible, what a, what a awful. I'm like, okay, well, we know whose head's getting blown off tonight. You gotta at least, you know, fake the funk while he's in the movie. <laughs> like, that would have yeah. been, I mean, I still would have been, like, expecting somebody to die, but, like, come on. Who did they do that to in uh, Batman Arkham? Because they kind of did the same thing in Batman Arkham, right? I forgot. Was it KG Beast? They did that too? KG Beast was one who got his head blown off, right? Was it KG Beast? I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty yeah, sure it was KG Beast. I was like, I didn't see KGB in none of this promo. And <laughs> he was only in he was ten seconds later, he didn't have a head. I he was ten seconds movie. later, he didn't have a head. So it all made sense. Um yeah, hopefully I, I agree with you kinda. Of, hopefully they don't, you know, show their hand that badly. Where like the only guy who's not in any trailer, any promo, <laughs> any poster is a guy that's on the team, he's supposed to think, Oh well he'll be fine, right? Uh no. Um all right, last story of the day before we do our review of Coke and Dagger, Kevin Feige says that it will be, quote, a very long time before we see the X-Men in the cinematic uh, universe for Marvel. He was speaking to IO9 when he said, when he was asked about uh, having the X-Men in the fold and when we could expect to, to, to see Wolverine, Cyclops, and, and the like finally, uh, you know, collaborate and be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Feige said, quote, it will be a while. It's all just beginning in the five-year plan that we've put that we've been working on, that being the one that they have currently without the Disney stuff, um, uh, uh, what we're working on before any of that was already set. So really, it's much more for us, less about specifics of who, uh, when and where the X-Men will appear right now, and more just a comfort factor and how nice it is that they're finally home, that they're all back, but it will be a very long time. Uh, Shamar, you asked a question in the pre-production uh, meeting I will ask it to you on air. None of us answered the question, so I think it will be a good conversation. Do you believe Kevin Feige? Um, I mean, y'all know me. I'm Mister. I get to take people at their word. You know, you are, you are, you do take people at your word. You're very, you're very good. At, you're very, very honest. You're very kind-hearted very in that regard. Yeah, I tend to take people at their word. Me and Kendall, not, um, not, not very much in that regard. I don't want to believe him. Cause I'm like, why? You know, I mean, well, his his why is that we have a five year plan and like, you know, this is a monkey. He's like, yo, didn't they have a plan before Spider Man arrived? Well, yeah. So like, there's so there's, why, why so there's evidence just... to just maybe he's not telling the truth. You know, so that's why I'm almost like, come on, man, just throw him. You know, <laughs> throw, throw him like, in there. Throw him in there, man. No, just throw. And, I, and look, I don't get me wrong. I know. Okay, the X Men I understand. Fantastic Four I don't understand. X Men is like that's the whole mutant. That's like changing your whole universe, right? Basically. No reference of mutants. So I, like, yeah, no reference of mutants anywhere, and now all of a sudden they're everywhere. So yeah. I understand that being a problem, and them needing time to explain that. Um, even then, a very long time is kind of like, 
you know, yeah. it's going to be a very long time. Like, what was it like two more phases? Like, it's going <laughs> to be that. It's going to be that long. Phases. You know? No, it ain't going to be two more phases. But I mean, a very, it's a very long, very long time. time. How long is if a very I told long time? You, what's a very long time? Yeah, what's a very long time to you, Shane? What's that? Ten years? That's a very long time to you. I for me, a very long time is. I feel like anything lo- less than that is like, oh, it will be a long time. It, it, but it's twenty. Yeah. It's twenty nineteen now. If we like, we're t- are we talking first time we see the X Men, or like, yeah. or having a movie with the X Men in it? Yeah, I, mean, I gotta see what the, I don't know how the question was posed, but let's just say if we don't see the X Men. See the X Men by twenty twenty four. That's a very long time. <laughs> that's five years. See, I'm more impatient than y'all. To me, I'm like twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two, I'd be like, man, that's, I, I would, I, mean, 20, I, I would say, like, man, that's kind of by twenty twenty two, I'm like, yo, we ain't seen no X Men. I ain't see I ain't see one one claw. I ain't see I ain't see one uh one, one X wheel. One X I ain't see one X one I ain't see I ain't one uh what's what's a Cyclops beam? The visor? Yeah. Oh no uh, the, the the whatever his beams are called. Uh, optic. optic beam. Yeah, I ain't see one optic beam in three years. Nah, that that's that's a very long time to me. Which I mean, I think that's more believable than twenty twenty four, twenty twenty nine. Yeah. I mean, I like if you would have asked me when, like if you like, if, like if you told me like, Kendall, if you get the date or the year where we see the X Men, right? I'm gonna give you two hundred bucks or a million bucks. My guess is I would say probably the probably 2022, 2022 or twenty twenty three, and that's for like an X Men movie. Very long time. I, that could be with fight. And that's the thing is that very long time is subjective. It. He, I mean, it's very long time. He can say very long time, and then it's like very two long time. Years it could now. be a two. Yeah, it could be a year or two. Like he could be saying very long time. Like should be ten. He'd be like, yeah, I just don't. I don't feel like doing the next one. I don't feel like you know. I don't feel like changing my uh, my lineup for one movie. You know, like should He's done it before <laughs> for one character. But um, yeah, yeah. My guess I mean, is even that even with that, like. I don't know, man. Part of me wants to be like, yo, Alan Horn, Iger, like... Yeah, uh, yo, I'm glad what, you're talking about like, that. Speak I'm like, it, yo, speak it, King. Like, <laughs> how much y'all pay for it? Like, you know, I'm like, y'all gotta realize, listen, one of y'all gotta go to Feige, <laughs> you gotta go to his speak office. Speak King. <laughs> you know, like, honestly, they gotta go to his office and be like, listen, you got Wolverine, did you see Logan? Speak it. You got Wolverine, you got Professor X, you, messing you with got my money. Magneto... And you're just not you're just choosing not to use them at all. I'm so glad, Shamar, you went down this path. That's the path I wanted to go to. Because honestly, like guys, somebody's if, got to put pressure if, on this guy. If they are trying to tell us that we're talking three to five years or ten years, I don't think it's ten, but three to five years, I think is a is a fair number. I mean, he's saying a very. He's long saying time. three to five years, and when we're gonna see them, we need to stress how stupid that is. That doesn't make any sense. We need to stress I'm that. Be look, we love, we love Marvel. We love Kevin Feige. We love what they've done. Um, that would be a terrible creative decision if they wait three to five years to bring the X Men to the big screen. Terrible. DC it would make zero. It would make zero sense. It, there, there's no. There's no knowledge to it, and it would be just a, a, a colossal mistake. Because to me, I, I, I'm sure what they have in store for these next five years is fun and it's going to be good, but. The X Men are a game changer. The Fantastic Four yeah. are a game changer. This isn't you got some you know lowly character that you want to try to okay we'll fit him in when we got time. No, when you get the X Men property, which we know is a multi multi hundred million dollar value property <laughs> from what we've seen with Fox did with them, we we get the Fantastic Four, which I P has not been as lucrative, has not been done well. 
you get those kind of properties and what they mean to your fans and your message to them is wait. It's gonna be a long time before you see them. I I, I just don't think that this was the right move by Feige. One, if it's true, to I don't think it's right. One, true to to go through this path that oh we got five years to do our plan. Y'all got chill. No, you gotta adjust your plan to what the fans want to see. And two, I think it's dumb for him to say this. I I think like I think that for him to not give your fans any kind of hope or any kind of thing to be excited about when you get this property that's giving people so much excitement especially if we do want to lean in and talk about the conversation with 7,000 people losing their jobs over this stuff like I don't like to get in that stuff because we're this is a comic book superhero show but if we're going to talk about that and you're going to say all right wait your time people so we can get our ducks in a row no that, that's not good enough especially when you guys hammered out the spider-man deal you got that guy in the movie in like two days it took y'all two and days. They don't even own him. It took y'all two days to get Spider Man in the and movie. And they don't even own him. They had to, they had to bargain <laughs> they, they to even use him in the movie. And they still don't own the character. You own these characters. These are your characters now. You can do whatever you want with them, and you're just like, uh, I don't know. No, uh, to be fair. Like, no, like, <laughs> the only thing I'll say is that, like, and Shamari mentioned it earlier, that. Like the X Men are just so much more complicated. It is complicated than the Spider Man. Like they were doing Civil War. Kendall, you got to get it done. They were doing Civil War. Kevin Feige is and a, like is, is, Spider Man is, is the best. Of the Civil I'll, War story. I'll, I'll, I'll call Kevin Feige the best movie producer we have in the United States. I think that's a fair thing to say with, with the money he's made Disney and Marvel. You got to get it done, fam. I'm, like, it's like you're LeBron James. Like I don't, I, I don't want to hear the excuses. You you the money maker. You're the money man. Because you got to get it done. Like I don't logically, at the time, about, figure it out. Like I, like I always like to think like, like I was always pretty confident that this would get done. That the Spider Man thing would get done because, like like I was confident Floyd Mayweather would fight Pacquiao. Floyd yes, Mayweather would, pack, would fight McGregor. You know yes, why? You because a lot of times when things make sense money wise and stuff like <laughs> they, they find happen, a, they find a they way. find it even though, no matter what the people are saying. I feel like with Spider-Man, it just made sense that, like, he eventually would go to Marvel. Like, it, Marvel needed him to be in Civil War or else that would have hurt, hurt that movie, which they needed to be great. Like, while I agree that they need the X-Men, like, logically, it's not e- it's not easy to, to, to just throw them in there. I just it's not easy like- to just be like, we're going to... Are we gonna do the X-Men as a, as a group no. that's been in but hiding? What's, what's, what, what the thing about the X-Men that is great about them is that there are plenty of characters that can live on their own right wolverine, look at the gifted wolverine i'm talking about solo character wolverine you could find a way to put wolverine in any movie now believe me say the marvel though. comic he said, books he said the x-men that's fair but i'm just saying and that'd be fair right, now what now feige's going on oh, yeah, semantics. Semantics. Yeah. he's like yeah. i got wolverine in the next oh, one. Well, the, the x-men yeah well, as say, a team tell me x-men ain't gonna be, <laughs> gonna be I'm talk, i think you're talking about all of them <laughs> you got Wolverine, you have Storm, you have Charles Xavier, you have Magneto. I'm sorry. There are ways to get them involved in the Marvel Universe Ice that Man. you've established yeah. that wouldn't tear apart what your five-year plan. And like, the, the, and, when, and when him saying this, and like, Kendall, I, I, I agree with you. I think it would be difficult. When he says a very long time. Yeah, it, it should I'm be like, a very long time. It's I like this is a pers- purposeful, like... Wait, like no, 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 no! Don't even, don't even don't think about me. the X Men. Don't even expect to see any. Don't expect to see Professor Which X. Brings me to my. Don't expect to see you know Juggernaut. Don't expect to see nobody. But that brings me to my first question about this, which is, do we believe him? I 
can't believe him because it doesn't make any sense. I think sense. he's trying to temporize expectations. I mean, another thing is, don't, don't they, they? So they have Deadpool now, right? Yeah. yeah who they? So, they've been very much who, like, oh no, he's. They're like, oh yeah, we're gonna use he, him. He's gonna be used. He's gonna be rated R. He's very closely associated with the X Men. Yeah. How do you like? How do, do you like Deadpool just, and have zero X Men? He's been talking even with the X Men like his past two movies. <laughs> yeah. and now what? They're just gonna have him and he's just gonna be by himself. <laughs> Like, what are they going to do? They, 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 I don't know why he's saying this stuff. Like, I really don't. Yeah, I, 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 it's why I don't believe him. But even even though I don't believe him, I still feel like this was not necessarily the greatest thing. Because I don't think, because to me, there's always a thing, we talked about this on the show, like, is the ridiculous statement worth not spoiling your plans? And to me, this is a no. Like, one, we know you're going to put the X-Men in a movie and you probably want to do it soon. Saying you're not going to do that just only upsets people. Like, to me, if you had to say, oh, just kidding, they're in in the Endgame or they're in one of these other movies. Like, to me, I look at that and I don't feel like, oh, gee, golly, they got me. I'm just like, okay, well, this makes sense. Like, this is what should have happened. Like, this is awesome. But, like, I I don't go back and say, oh, wow, I feel like a real heel for, like, feeling bad before. No, what you said was dumb. It didn't make any sense. I don't feel bad about it. You didn't help hide some kind of secret because we it's public knowledge that you have the x-men so it's it's not like you didn't have them and then like all of a sudden they showed up you were like hey we're never gonna do the x-men and they showed up in the end game they would be like, like that's different that's oh my god yes to play up that that secret in order to not spoil people makes sense but when we everyone knows you have the x-men everyone knows it makes sense to get them involved early to say this if it's not if it's not true doesn't it doesn't earn you any points. Do you think they're trying to give any kind of breathing room for this new, for this new people to forget about this new team with Sophie Turner and them, and Jennifer Lawrence and them? That's the other thing. I think there's an element the that there's a, definitely an element of that that they want to like. The, if there's any difference between the Spider-Man situation and this situation, is that there was a little bit. Well, it was more time between the last Garfield movie and even when we saw Holland. It wasn't a lot of time, but remember, I mean. This X-Men movie happening under DC. I mean, under Disney, I'm sorry. This Dark Phoenix movie, which was finally confirmed by Disney this week that will be released on its release date under Disney, is a Disney movie because now it's owned by Disney. So they're going to be releasing an (laughs) X-Men movie, whereas obviously Marvel and Sony didn't have to deal with that. So the reboot didn't affect them nearly as much because at least there was some time between the last time we saw it. Uh, what's the name? I mean, I, you can't. That's another reason why I don't know if you can really put X Men in like an Avengers movie if you're gonna be doing Dark Phoenix. Like you're doing a movie that's that's a Disney movie. You're releasing it under your right. under your umbrella. How are you gonna have an X Men reference to totally different? When you have totally different characters that are coming out a month later. I think like Disney. Two I think later. Disney's only releasing movie out of respect. So the Amazing Spider-Man Two came out in 2014. Yeah. Captain America: Civil War came out in 2016. So that's only two years. No, uh, it was quick, but I'm saying like now, like obviously, like, like Spider Man was thrown, like they got Spider Man 2016. It wasn't like oh, like we right. got him in 2014. Right, right, yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like there's a movie coming out this year, and like they have X Men now. <laughs> so yeah. So there's a little bit of so there's a little yeah, bit of true. a difference in that regard. That's but that's why, as I said before, and we've said on this show, like it, to me, it makes more sense not to just put them all in one fell swoop to kind of maybe. Dribbling drab us a little bit with some of these characters all over the all over I the think that's galaxy, we'll see. which is way which is perfectly logical. I think that's what we'll see in general. Um, but I think the key thing about this quote is that 
He doesn't. He doesn't say we're not going to see any of the Fox characters reacquired for a very long time. He just says we're not going to see the X Men. That would be more problematic. That would be like you're just giving the middle finger to Bob Iger and everything that he did. I don't care about that. I have my plan. I think that his plan is to integrate Silver Surfer, the Fantastic Four, Galactus, Kang, whoever else they acquired in that realm before they integrate any mutants or anything. And I think that would be their priority initially, maybe a year, maybe two. And once they get that straight, that's when I think they will find a way to transition to the X-Men. But they have so many sequels. They've got, you know, Black Panther. They got a Black Panther universe, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, you know, Captain Marvel now, you know, possibly, you know, some sort of Avengers spinoff based off of Endgame. Like, they've got tentacles, you know, Ant-Man, Black Widow now, you know, doing the Eternals, you know, Shang-Chi, like, they've got a lot of different tentacles at this point. To, to throw in the X-Men out of left field, it's probably not easy for them. Now, the Fantastic Four, and to do the Fantastic Four, that's why I say I think they'll focus on that first, because it's so much easier. That's why, like I said, like, it makes sense to not, I, I've been saying, Fantastic Four, put them in Black Panther, put them in Doctor Strange, like... Right, you it know, doesn't make that easier. A Wolver- yeah. Like Wolverine could like um, you can't do it now, but Wolverine could be in a Black Widow movie. Like, like these characters have so much history and there's so much latitude because the Marvel universe, for the comic book canon, is so massive. David you, Harbour is was Wolverine. You, <laughs> I mean, you could do anything, and like, and, and I am a little surprised. The one thing I do think he is not lying about is I do think that when he was saying that we were going through our plan, like. And not including the X Men, I think he kind of was not lying about that. And now, in hindsight, like I thought he's lying about that. I really don't think they had a plan until this thing got signed off, which is that is a little surprising to me. But I think that once the plan got signed off, I would have I would have been I would have assumed that they would have a little more latitude to try to say, okay, how are we gonna change this and, and fix this up? Uh, last segment of the show, we're doing our episode recaps this week. This week, we're doing two episodes of Cloak and Dagger. It was the season premiere. This past week, um, it's been eight months, we learned, which I only learned uh, <laughs> the second episode. First episode, I didn't know how much time it's passed, but now we see it's been eight months since we last saw uh, Tandy and Ty. Ty's been living in the church um, where Tandy was once living in the abandoned church. Now that everyone thinks he's a cop killer, um, while uh, uh, Tandy has been in, uh, in living with her mom uh, and, and her mom kind of get her life together uh, in, in, in uh, counseling for uh, talking about the abuse that Tandy had finally seen firsthand when she went into those visions and saw, like, you know, more of the story as to why uh, her dad left that night and, and, and some of his, his, his demons, so to speak. Um, I thought these were pretty good episodes. Uh, I, the, the one thing I kind of... I kind of didn't like, but then I think they got back on track. Like, I, I, I enjoyed that in the beginning, like, Tandy and Ty were in a good place. Because, like, so much of the last season was them at, at odds, which was fine. But I thought, like, okay, yes, this is a natural progression. I eventually, like, yeah, they're kind of in a good place. So to see things that get off the rails with them so quickly, I was like, oh, God. I couldn't enjoy these two, like, finally being on the same page for, like, 20 minutes before someone says something out of pocket <laughs> and they storm out. Like, so I was a little perturbed by that. But then they kind of got back on track pretty quickly, which I think was some growth. Because I think maybe last season, like, Ty wouldn't have been as quick to be like, yo, I'm sorry for, like, not including you and, like, lying and whatever. Like, he might have been more, either one of them, 
they both were very stubborn. They might have, like, stood their ground and been more like, I was right, and, like, forget that person. Whereas now, at least, they were, they seem more in line to, like, admit when they're, they're, they're out of pocket. Um, but but I, I enjoy these episodes. I'm not sure exactly the the storyline they're trying to build. Why well, I, I do know. Uh, Mayhem seems to be at the center of all the chaos that Ty and Tandy are kind of been dealing with, or not some of it. Uh, I was a little surprised that they got to Mayhem in, like, the whole uh, I guess explanation. Not an explanation, but a whole the whole, like, reveal of Mayhem rather quickly. And I was a little surprised at the execution of it, too. That yeah. Mayhem is actually a different person. Yeah, I was surprised, too. Um, I was expecting it to be kind of like a uh, Harold Meacham yes. kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Where it was like, you know, half the season. <laughs> yeah. He's just hanging out at the hotel or whatever, or at the penthouse or whatever. Um, you know, um, I, so it was kind of refreshing, honestly. So I'm like, okay, so we're, we're getting right into it. Good. <laughs> so I don't have a problem with that. I think it's actually pretty cool. Um, I like the swerve that there's two of them. So I don't have to just hate the character the whole season. <laughs> you know, I know it's not her. It's kind of a cop out, and though. And she's there. Eh, I mean, I don't know. I we generally see it where like yeah, I mean, I'm used to it being like, oh, now I gotta hate them, yeah, and now it's like double now double. it's like, oh, are they redeemable? Yeah, exactly. Did they redeem themselves? And it's like, oh, you know, it's like okay, so it wasn't them. You yeah, know, it was not them. It's somebody else, or it was them, but it wasn't them. Whatever. So it's like okay, um, and I think it's interesting. Um. Uh, and yeah, I like that Evita's not super. Uh, well, she's mad at Ty, but she's not like you know gonna hate him for half the season. Mm. You know, I was kind of worried about that. <laughs> I didn't think they'd do that. Yeah, I was kind of like, oh, okay, so what is it gonna be like? You know, like oh, I hate you, Ty, and then like the the, the penultimate episode, be like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's like, all right, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think they'd you know, they do that. All right, so yeah, so that's good, and I am I'm liking the characterization. I feel like the characters haven't changed. Mm-hmm. From last season, you know, Tandy's still Tandy, kind of being reckless, but yeah, I feel like they're both ma- more mature versions of themselves. Though. Yeah, you know, like there's when you start to get into the superhero game, sometimes I feel like there's a a, a, a jump from the show creator or movie director to like make the person then do stuff that they would never do or like mm-hmm. act the way they would never act. I feel like these are clearly Ty and Tandy, while you know Ty is in a lot more of a of a bind. They're definitely in better places than they were when we met them, but they're still the same people. But they're still the same people. So yeah. they still have their shortcomings, they still have their faults, but they kind of are more aware of it, and they, they they are trying to be better. Yeah. So I'm really liking the characterization. Um, so yeah, I mean this show this show is uh, is definitely consistent. So I'm liking where they're going so far. Yeah, yeah. I think that this was a uh, it was a decent premiere. You know, kind of you know where. Like it takes you, it, like you don't feel like you forgot where you left off. Um, you kind of understand. Uh, they kind of pick up uh, at a good spot. Um, you know, you see that they're like EJ mentioned that they're the progression in these characters. Uh, you know, their their powers are a little bit you know more advanced or a little bit more uh, they're a little more comfortable with their powers. Yeah. Um, uh, and like EJ mentioned, they have people. You know, they're would, they still have their warts, obviously, but um, they're they're starting to progress. So uh, the story is still kind of like still have that same kind of like you know kind of conspiracy feel, like you know, yeah. mystery, you know, mystery. Like we're not gonna give you everything. Like we're only yeah. gonna dab a little bit. So uh, like if you're fine with that, and there are plenty of shows like that. 
But if you're fine with that, <laughs> I think that uh, you know, you definitely you you definitely enjoy it. Um, I, I mean, I, the one the one thing that confused me was uh, how how did the one girl that's like uh, that's supposed to be Cloak's like girlfriend like how did she know where he where he was? Like he was like he was in like the church like hiding like how did she find him? I don't know. <laughs> How was she, did she ever go there last she, season? She just she just pulled up. I was like, I don't know. Nobody um, knew he was there. She so probably was. Avita, Avita. She pulled up at the thing. Yeah, she pulled up at the church. Remember, like after they fought or whatever, and they like, and all of a sudden. He's like, oh he's like, yeah. I thought she was I, there. I was wondering that too. I, thought, I, like, I, I think thought, at one point she was. I think there, at like, one point she was in there. But then also, it's surprising that like. She would never have pulled up in the eight months. That yeah, he so like Tandy showed there before. And now she's so like. Now, now I know to be fair, like when she was there before, like Tandy was living there. Right, it was Tandy. But still, like you're not gonna at least think, oh, well, maybe with spot with Tandy, you know, maybe he would resurface. That worried. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a plot hole. There's no doubt about it. Either I, I I'm pretty sure she was there last season. If she wasn't, then that makes no sense. Yeah. If she was. It still kind of leaves a lot to be desired. Right. So uh, I know, not to be fair, her boyfriend is a guy who can disappear. But like, I don't know. I just felt at some point you could, you'd be, you. He was living there. You'd find him. He went there mm-hmm. enough time. He ain't gonna know every time you pull up. So yeah, yeah that was a, that was a definitely a little bit of a of, of a of a thing there. I, didn't, I wasn't crazy about. Um, let's see, let's see what else, what else. Uh, yeah, I mean this, these were fine episodes. Uh, I, I think that. They they put you right into the the to the thick of the drama pretty quickly, which is good. Um, Someone's taking uh, girls from from these from. Uh, this needs to be the last show where kids are getting stolen. How many shows are we gonna watch where kids are getting stolen? Yeah, we got this. Black Lightning. We got Black Lightning, and we got Runaways, where kids are <laughs> being stolen. They be, they being sacrificed or made turned into experiments. Now these kids are getting drugged. Like now, and even. I'm gonna throw in Young Justice. You yeah, know, we, this fourth show now. We got kids being taken. Like I understand, kid, you know, human trafficking, child sex trafficking is a okay. big deal. People won't pay attention to it. And it, <laughs> Jesus, um, yeah, it, to be fair, it it is a, a part of our our conversation that does get lost. But like, I mean, this is now again the the third or fourth show where we've seen this happen. I would wish that um that we 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 could maybe move on to something else. Um. I also was a little surprised that, like, I thought Mayhem would be, like, the villain of the season. Did you, you guys think that? Like, to me, like, this is, and I think they're going to end up, like, kind of, like, having an uh, uneasy alliance with Mayhem. That's the impression I get. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way, especially since she was revealed in the second episode. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't make me think she's going to be the villain of the whole season. Yeah, I agree. Um, I didn't necessarily think she would be the villain for the whole season. Um because they teased the way they teased at the end of last season. Typically, I mean, I don't say typically, but a lot of times when you tease something like that, you know, that doesn't end up being like the, yeah, the final maybe shoot. Maybe last like half the season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's probably, I figured it would probably be something else that came up, but um, uh, yeah, so I'm not shocked. Uh, Tandy was really harsh on old girl who's who was getting. Uh... Who's getting abused? Yeah, yeah. If I, yeah, I, I kind of felt like I, almost like I was there. I was like, "Yo, calm I, I, down." I've like. never been in a group. <laughs> I've, never been, I've never been in a group therapy session, but like, I, I feel like shouldn't the, like the counselor be a little more aggressive with like when one person's like wild, not like that. Yeah, definitely. 
<laughs> she was aggressive like after the fact, but it's like yo, yeah, but the, the, yeah, I mean, the, the ship has sailed at that point. You know, like that was a little weird that like that conversation got the rails. I feel like especially since we've watched like uh, Punisher yep. with those group sessions and how much like uh, what's the name Curtis would like yeah, very Curtis. much be like, hey, hey, like that's not you know calm down here, like or like hey, you know that's not what we say here. Yep. This girl was just letting Tanny just unload. I'm like. Yo, come on, like get get it back, rein it in. Come on, you got this. Like I, I, that was a little, uh, that was a, a little weird, but um, but I do think that like I do kind of like the overarching theme that yes, they're they know how to use their powers. Uh, yes, they're in much better places mentally. Because uh, you can make the case that I think both of these two were depressed for sure. I would say in season one. Yep. Um, However, like just because they're they're in good places and they know their, how to use their powers doesn't mean that they really know what the hell they're doing. Because you see, they don't. Like Tanya doesn't know how to speak to people who are victims. Um, Jess doesn't know how to like go after bad people because she goes and like does something to make the woman you know feel bad for him and and, and allow him to kind of get back in graces with the woman that was being abused. Uh, you see, you know, Ty is just like you know. He's doing uh 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 what's the name uh, uh Anissa from from Black Lightning. He's just yep. being Robin Hood, and wildly with gangs. And I did think that I, I liked that uh that uh that the the detective was able to kind of like say, hey, this is really stupid, and here's why. Right. And it all made sense. Um, yep. So so I, I think that that is a good theme for this uh for the, for this show so far, especially when you see like how triumphant they were at the end of the season. That hey, there are road bumps to this like on the night when they go to the club and they think everything's gonna go well well it wasn't really any of their fault that that went south like the fact that yes they have these missions that go terribly wrong where like they want to record gang members in a meeting and like all of them get slaughtered and they were like nowhere to be found and couldn't stop it like it shows that they they got a lot of work to do but i think that that's a that's a a good theme but uh I'm, i'm i'm curious to see how the season goes i thought season one picked up and got better as it went on so We'll see what happens in season two. But I think that's a good place to wrap this show, guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. Uh, we record every week, uh, usually on Sunday. This week we were a week late because we were at WrestleMania yesterday, which was really fun. So um, we'll be back this Sunday with more sports talk. You can catch all of our podcasts on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. You can catch us where well, you can catch our sports talk podcast, this Hero Talk Podcast. Um, uh, Imperial broadcast and 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 starting next week we're back. Throne Tales, Game of Thrones returns. That means Throne Tales podcast returns. Uh, we fi- officially got that word uh, this week, so we're really excited about that. So if you like Game of Thrones, check that out again. All of our podcasts you can find on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Generation Media, where you can get uh, a bunch of original content outside of the podcast. Um, Let's see what else. Follow us on Twitter at New Generation Pod and on Instagram, New Generation Podcast. Follow Shamari on Snapchat and Instagram, MCCM22. Follow me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. And on Instagram, Action EJ. Again, we'll be back next week with more Hero Talk. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Peace. <laughs>